Hey friends, it's Mark James. What's up? What are you doing? What are you up to today? I'll tell you what I'm up to. I'm currently sitting in the car. Sorry about that noise. That If you could hear that, that was me uh, moving around in the car. Anyway, I'm sitting in the car. I am at... Uh, am I at Dover? I'm basically at Dover. Uh, my show is here tonight. I could just hop on the Euro Tunnel and get to France. I could go to Paris. I love Paris. Uh, but instead, I'm going to do a gig, then I'm going to drive home. Booyah! That's my plan. I do love Paris. This was not in any intention to be talked about, but I do love Paris. I think it's kind of um, beautiful and amazing and terrifying. <laughs> it's romantic and the ugliest, most scary place on the planet. It's kind of got all this architecture, but then it goes a bit scary, I don't know. It's seedy, but it's lovely. Do you know what I mean? It's a great place of contradiction, is Paris. And I like it a lot. We used to go to Disneyland Paris quite a bit when Joshua was young. I think we went three or four years in a row. Every November we would go, just in the first week of November, and you would get, firstly, it was really cheap compared to other times of year. And secondly, you would get sort of the end of Halloween and the beginning of Christmas. So you'd go the first day and it would be Halloween. And then the next day, everything would be back to normal. And then the third day, everything would be Christmas. <laughs> it was the best. It's the best time to go. Disneyland Paris, four day, midweek break, end of October, beginning of November. But then ever since Joshua started school, that became less viable. We only went one time since he started school. But uh, we did go a lot, I think when he was two, three and four. We must have gone. Yeah, it was good. Disneyland Paris. Not quite as big or as flashy as its, you know, bigger brothers in America or uh, Tokyo or... Is there an, there's another one, isn't there? There's the seven. And I think three of them are in Asia. Two of them are in America. One of them is in France. There's one more somewhere else, I think. I don't know. Anyway, I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, I want to go back. I just was saying that to Sarah earlier, that I'm here and I wish that we were here to just be getting on the old uh, Eurotunnel and fleeing across to France, where they have toll roads and you drive. Once you get off at Calais, because we always drive, we usually drive down to Folkestone, stay in the Grand Burston Hotel, it's called, which is one of the worst, most disgusting hotels on the planet. But it's owned by the Grand Metropole Group, so what do you expect? The one in Blackpool is grim as well. And I know, because I used to work there. <laughs> I used to be an entertainer then. It was horrible. And it still is horrible from what I understand. But don't take my word for it. Just look on the TripAdvisor and see what the guests think. The Grand Hotel Blackpool. Go and have a look on TripAdvisor and see what it says. I bet it's not lovely. But anyway, I used to work there. And um, they've got one in Folkestone. And I stay there all the time because they do price match. So if you can find any shithole hotel within an hour radius... And it's like £14 a night. And you ring them and go, I've found this place. They'll sort of do it. So I've stayed there loads. Because if you're just going in and you're getting in at 11 and 12 at night like I do. And you're going to sleep till the morning and then get up and leave. It's all right, really. It's a bed, in it? It's a bed. So I've stayed there quite a bit. Despite not liking it, it's so cheap. So I stay there. Do some gigs round here, but I didn't stay there last night, but we have stayed there for Disneyland. Sorry, I'm getting confused because I'm looking out the window. There's a lot of stuff going on here. It's a port, so there's vans, lorries, cars, interesting people. Um, yeah, 
<laughs> I love going to Disneyland Paris. So nice. Oh yeah, that's what I was saying. You get off, you get on the, you drive your car on a train for a start. Imagine this, the Eurotunnel, if you've never been on it, you drive on it through a door like you'd expect. Um, a normal, you know, like the tube train, kind of like that, you drive on, but there's only one at the very end, the back end, and then you drive down it, you drive down the length of the train. Then you get to a point when you can't go any further forward and you're usually in a pod with like three other cars and then they edge you forward and forward until you're in the pod that you're going to stay in and then they lock all the doors in between, the drivable doors. But on either side of the car is like a walking channel and it has walkable doors. Uh, so the drivable doors get locked and closed but the walkable doors stay open so that you can get to the toilets in other pods or you can get to the shop that's on there. There's not a lot, you're only on there for half an hour, it doesn't take a long time. And you go across to Calais and then you get off and then you drive off the train again and you go through customs but it's very simple, they only look in through the car window and you show them your passports, you don't get out or anything and um, unless you're getting stopped and checked which has never happened to us. And then you drive, and it's another three hours from Calais to uh, Marne Laval, which is um, where Disneyland is. It's just outside of Paris. And off you go. <clears throat> you park there and you have a lovely time. And from Disneyland, Disney Village, you can get the train into Paris, which is what we did last time we went with Joshua. And he was not keen on the walking, so we didn't have a great time. Although I told you already, didn't I, about all the Japanese tourists that wanted a photograph taken with him. Um, and so that was funny. <laughs> Joshua the Messiah, I think, uh, did I say? Something like that. Yeah, it's funny. Um, but the time in Paris, oh, I love it. I love going to see the shows, the Ma Magic Mickey show and all the cool rides. And <sighs> It's the best. I went to Disneyland, Florida as well when I was about 22 with some friends. And that was pretty good as well. I loved that. But honestly, I like Paris better. Just has this charm. I like that everything's French. I just really, really love France. I suppose, do you call someone a Francophile who loves France? I know if you love England, you're an Anglophile. Um, but I, I guess I'm a Francophile. I really do like France. I like French food, although we don't eat it very often. Um, perhaps we should. I love Paris. I've just become obsessed with it over the years. The sort of visuals of it and... God, I am. I'm enamoured by it. I think enamoured is a French word. So there you go. Je ne parle pas très bien français. I'm having a go though, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, enough talking shit. I say enough talking shit as if I'm about to really step it up and say something worthwhile. Enough talking that shit and let's try some different shit. I left the, uh, I left the caravan this morning. Now, I turned the shower on and the shower stayed cold for a bit longer than it should have done. I don't know why that was, but it did stay cold for ages. And I had a flashback to something that has happened to me a lot of times when you stay in caravans especially at the beginning of the season when you might be the first person in that caravan they have a big gas bottle outside a bottle that gets changed a big metal orange gas bottle which provides gas to the caravan for the heating the uh, stove top on the oven the cooker um you know anything else you might need gas for heating the shower for instance those gas bottles, of course, they run, I really went for bottles then, didn't I? Bottles. Those <laughs> gas bottles. I'm trying to get away from the fact that I say bottle, and I don't really say the t. Bottle. Bottle. T. Uh. Bottle. 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 You have to really t. You have to t contact the tongue to the bottom of the teeth, don't you, to get the t. Bottle. Bottle. 
It's because I'm from the northeast originally, so one of my affectations is bottle. But anyway, they have these big orange gas bottles. <laughs> and um, they, they provide the gas to the caravan. And sometimes they run out. And on the morning that you're leaving the caravan for the final time, or on any morning in fact, you will wake up, find that that's the case, and you've got two options. I'm a real clean, like cleanophobe, germaphobe. I like things to be clean. So going unclean to the reception or trying to organize with someone, a person coming round to change the gas bottle is too much trouble. So instead what I do is I get into the shower cold, let it be freezing. A lot of people swear by it as a great motivator. And in fact, frequently when you read, you know, top tips of the world's most powerful businessmen, they advise an ice cold shower every morning. That's because most high powered businessmen are also psychopaths. So a cold shower doesn't mean anything to them. They can only feel something if they've got someone strapped to a table and they're about to murder them. <laughs> They can only feel some, something when they're halfway through a serial kill. It's the only way any glint of emotion courses through their veins. But uh, I'm glad I didn't say any names there because that could be libelous. But anyway. <laughs> so um, that's why they have cold showers. But for me, I like a little bit of warmth in the shower. Admittedly, after gigs, I do sometimes like to come home from a shower if it's been very hot. I do this predominantly in panto and... I'll get home, still hot, makeup on and all that, and I will gradually turn the shower down until it gets to its absolute lowest while remaining in it. So I lower my temperature to freezing, a bit like the frog in boiling water yesterday. Oh, I did it again, didn't I? Water. Water. A bit like the frog in boiling water. Um, so I, do, I don't mind that, but getting straight in a freezing cold shower in the morning, fuck that. What a nightmare. So, it'll be freezing, but... If you are, don't want to go and go through the rigmarole of getting someone to fix it while you wait, it's your only option. So what I'll do, because I brush my teeth in the shower as well, I've told you this already because I get toothpaste everywhere. What I'll do is I will brush my teeth out of the shower, but, well, I'll brush them in the shower, but I won't have the shower turned on. <laughs> I'll still stand in there. It's like a clear cell. I'm like Hannibal Lecter inside of the uh, shower. Tell me, Clarice, when you use fluoride, do your tooth teeth get clean? Tell me, Senator, did you breastfeed your daughter? <laughs> Toughens your nipples, doesn't it? Tell me, magician, do you get a cold shower? Toughens your nipples, doesn't it? <laughs> There's another impression for you. Hannibal Lecter, this is going back to yesterday's episode or the day before. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I only know what day of the week it is when I'm at home. Anyway... It puts the lotion in the bucket and does as it's told. So, I brush my teeth in the shower. And, uh, like Hannibal Lecter, behind glass, but for no particular reason. And I, uh, <laughs> I tell you what, I talk some shit most days, but this is really off-piste, isn't it? I also put the shampoo in my hair and lather up my whole body. Because in case any women are listening to this, and I know some do. Hi, Mandy. Um, I wash my body with whatever I use to wash my hair. Women are horrified by this, but a man will frequently wash his hair and his entire body with just conditioner, if that's what happens to be on the side of the bath when he's in there. We don't care. We lather up our hair, we get it nice and thick, and then we use that lather to wash the rest of our bodies. 
we're done. One product is all we need. If you can get a combined shampoo and conditioner, boom. I tend to use L'Oreal for men. It's orange, it's got taurine in it, and it smells really nice. Anyway, um, God. So I'll lather up the hair and I will wash my body and I will brush my teeth. Then I'll turn the shower on. Now, I know I've said before, who gets in the shower and then turns the shower on? That's mental. But in these situations, it makes no difference. It's going to be freezing cold anyway. You're not waiting for it to warm up. So I'll turn it on and then I will generally make as much noise as is humanly possible. Thrash around the shower like, have you ever grabbed hold of the leg of a daddy long legs? <laughs> have you ever seen what daddy leg long, daddy leg long, daddy long legs does? I've just occurred to me how stupid that name is. That can't be the real name, the medical name of a, of a daddy long legs. Do you use that term in America? I'm Googling this. There's no way that that's what we really are supposed to call it. When you say it, I mean, I know that that's what we all call it in England. Daddy long legs. I'm Googling this. But that can't be what it's called, surely. It's called a cellar spider, apparently. No, but a daddy long legs flies. Doesn't it? Uh, apparently, it's called uh, a false day. And it's uh, a ran- araniomorph spider. But on this one, it doesn't have little wings. Do they all have wings? Some of them have wings, don't they? Uh, Falsids are thin and delicate arachnids. Uh, Approximately 2 to 10 millimetres. The legs may be up to 50 millimetres. That's why we call it a daddy long legs. Little shit. Um, Habitat. They're found in every content of the world. Um, Yeah, so... Apparently, they exhibit a threat response. I'm not going to read all about these things because some people will be freaking out already. One of the questions is, how poisonous is a daddy long legs? They do not have venom glands, fangs, or any other mechanism for chemically subduing their food. Therefore, they do not have poison and, by the powers of logic, cannot be poisonous from venom. Some have defensive secretions that may be poisonous to small animals if suggested. Well, I'm not going to lick one, so I guess I'll be fine. Nor am I a small animal. Um, Apparently, you should leave them alone. They can't bite you, and uh, if you spot one in your house, you should leave them. <laughs> Christ. Oh, here's a question. What is a Daddy Long Legs real name? Um, Daddy Long Legs, Order Ophilions, also spelled Daddy Long Legs, uh, also called Harvestman. Uh, so there you go. Order Ophilions, or Harvestman, are what they're frequently called. Um, yeah, have you ever grabbed one by the leg, though? <laughs> If you grab one by the leg, they freak. They try to get away so hard that they'll frequently, they don't mind leaving a leg behind. They're not bothered. Um, They will go mental. And that's what I look like in the shower when the cold water hits me and I'm lathered up. A frothy daddy long legs. (laughs) There's the episode title right there. That's good. I'm going to write that down because I always say, I always say um, that'll be in the episode title and then I can't remember what I've said. Frothy Daddy Long Legs. I'm writing that down. <laughs> so there you go. Um, that's what I'm like. And it's cold. It gets really cold. But I don't like them spiders. Speaking of animals, by the way, that uh, were in the old um, caravan this morning. You're going to think I'm making this up, but I promise I'm not. 
the last thing that I saw, I packed everything up, I opened the curtains, I cleaned everything as best I could because I like to leave people minimal jobs to do. Uh, I stripped the bed, I put all the bedding inside of the bedding, uh, the, you know, the duvet cover, all of that. Um, I put the bin out, took it with me. I went to close the caravan and I opened the, I got outside and I opened the door again just to check that I'd left the key in a place that you'd see as soon as you came in the door, because I often leave the key in the caravan rather than have to go and see more people and go to reception. They don't mind. So I opened the door to um, see that I'd left the key and what was there on the table right next to the key, the fly. (laughs) Still there. He was there before I got there and he's there after I left. I thought flies only lived about two days. But this one, unless it was a different fly, but I don't see how that was possible. But the fly waved me off. Well, he didn't wave me off. I imagined he did. And I just went, see you later, mate. Sorry we didn't get on at first. Because <laughs> as you remember, I tried about 18 different methods to kill a little fucker, but I couldn't. I'm going to Google this as well. How long does a fly live? Oh, God, they live 28 days. A housefly lives 28 days. Can you believe that? I thought they lived about an hour. (laughs) What do you know? Oh, hang on. Mayflies only live for 24 hours. What is the point in that? 24 shitty hours alive. Um, Most people think that they only live for 24 hours, but they can usually live in a house for at least a month, unless you kick it out or bail it. 15 to 30 days life expectancy. Hang on, do flies go to sleep at night? Flies are just like us. No, they're not. In what way are flies like us? This is what the Google thing says. Flies are just like us. I suppose what it's going to say is that they sleep as well. So really this article should say, in some ways or in one way, flies are like us. Flies are not just like us. I have only got two eyes. I haven't got wings. And I don't spend most of my days pissing people off and sniffing around for shit. <laughs> Actually, I do spend most of my days pissing people off. That's wrong. I suppose flies are like me in more than one way. (laughs) No wonder me and that fly got on. Oh, sorry, mate. I might go back and get him. So anyway, they spend the entire day buzzing around with their friends. Fuck off. Flies don't have friends. Get, get Get to fuck. And get pretty tired at bedtime. Before sunset... A sleepy fly will try and find a safe place to rest. Oh, so they do have um, they have a, a schedule. Some favourite places are the undersides of leaves, twigs or branches, or even in the tall grass or under rocks, or on the table in a caravan, they should say. Um, well, look at that. Do flies feel pain? The fly is receiving pain messages for its body that then go through serv- sensory neurons to the ventral nerve cord, flies services our spine cord. Uh, apparently they can uh, feel pain. What do you know? What do you know? What smell do flies hate? Apparently they hate cinnamon. Uh, I'm not a huge fan. Do bugs fart? I tell you what, Google can take you in any direction, can't it? There's just no predicting. When you type in one question, the other suggested questions are just a myriad of discovery. (laughs) See, I'm not thick. I might say bottle wrong, but I do know the word myriad and how to use it in context. There you go. Oh, friends, I think that's going to be today's podcast. God. Um, Still send me a would you rather's and I'd like to read some out tomorrow. If you can think of one, nobody's done it yet. So come on, I'm waiting for you. Let's, Let's do this. 
This is personal responsibility time. If you're listening now, send me a would you rather. I want to hear them. I'm home tomorrow. Tonight's the last night of the gig. Woohoo! That means I'll be playing Call of Duty all day. And walking, obviously. Oh, by the way, I didn't eat yesterday. And today I've only had some seafood. So reasonably healthy. Uh, We'll see what the weigh-in is tomorrow. Bye, friends.